Hi, and welcome to Scream, a Scandinavian true crime podcast. For any information or images related to this episode or any other, you can head on over to our social media accounts at ScreamPod, spelled S-K-R-A-M-P-O-D. Fucking nailed it. We are back again. Hello. Hello. The world's on fire. Yep. I don't even know where to begin. No, I, um, no. No. I feel like um, the intro to the last episode we posted, we were kind of doing the whole, oh, wow, isn't it crazy how fucking weird the world is? And then it got worse. It got so much worse. We are recording this on June 1st. So six days since George Floyd's death and the protests following. Wait, didn't he die on the 25th? So six days. Has it been a week now? Yeah, it's exactly a week ago. It was Monday last week. Right. Sorry. It's a fucking terrifying time. We want to urge everyone to help out whichever way they can. Mm -hmm. If you're able to donate, please do. And do make sure that you're donating to the right people, the right groups, and that you're not being scammed by all the fraudulent Venmo links that are roaming around the internet, because that's terrifying in and of itself, that people are using this as an opportunity to scam their way into money. I've seen a lot of that going on. Yep. It's also, I think, a good time to have some uncomfortable conversations with people. Mm-hmm. I think it's the least we can do. It's time to use our white privilege Mm-hmm. To not only benefit ourselves, but everyone. Mm. <sighs> I don't know. It's a weird time. I'm just sad and angry. I think that the least everyone should be doing is to break the silence. Mm-hmm. Show your support for the Black Lives Matter movement. Be vocal. Don't drown out the voices of people of color. Mm. But be an ally yes be there to support be there to fight alongside them and just i don't know keep going until we can change because the thought of this just happening again and again and again and people just kind of turning a blind eye to it i can't deal with that anymore it's just it's not right nor has it been ever no but the fact that it's still No, I don't even know. I'm just, it's, no, I ran out of words a long time ago. But in light of how fucking horrifying and bleak these past months, and especially these past week has been, I wanted to talk about a not that awfully serious case. Not that it's not serious, but it's not a murder case. Oh, wow. Yes. Isn't that fun? (laughs) You know what? It is fun. Thank you. Yes. Unless it's like child molestation, then it's not fun. It's not. Oh, then it's just fun. Yes. One of the favorite episodes of ours, in my opinion, that's that sentence is not a sentence. One of the episodes (laughs) that we've done that I like the most to both research and talk about is one of our earlier ones. It's the one about Ule Heilan. I love that one. Because it happened a long ass fucking time ago. And it's generally just a good time. It's just a fun story about this thief. It's just wholesome thieving. So I wanted to kind of do something similar. 
not that I started doing fun thieving. That's not what this is about. It's how I became a master thief. I'm going to tell you the story. <laughs> but I believe in that episode that I mentioned a man called Yes Bolson, who wrote uh, a song about Ole Helan and who was oh. something of a master thief and I guess would be Houdini himself. Ooh. Yeah. He has even been called the Robin Hood of Norway. Really? Yes, by some, and I'm sure not by everyone, but you know, it's been thrown out there. So that's what I wanted to talk about today. I'm excited. I need like, I need a pick-me-up. Yes, some levity. Mm -hmm. So we start a place that I know you like a lot, Songdal. Because that's where Jes Bolson was born. He was born in 1791 in Songdalsfjöra. Wow. So quite a while ago. Now, um, if you ask, I'm sure Ed, if you ask anyone in Norway above a certain age about Jespolsen, they will know or at least have an idea of who it, is, who it was. Mostly because there was a movie about him that was highly romanticized, but still like a fun retelling of his life and his crimes. What's it called? It's just called Jespolsen. Oh. It's from, I think, the 60s. <laughs> this is not part of my notes. Let me look that up real fast. From 1939, you know the 60s. Ah, those 60s. <laughs> mm -hmm, the 60s and the 30s, the best ones. Mm. And there are songs about him and everything. It's very, it's very folky, very, again, romanticized. Mm -hmm. In real life, it honestly also wasn't that bad. <laughs> like, I mean, obviously, he committed crimes and his life was not always great. But I think this is going to be an okay episode. I think we're going to be good. I think so, too. So, the reason why a lot of what's known about him now may be colored a certain way is that not only was he a master thief and a master escape artist, he was also a bit of a writer. He, as I mentioned earlier, wrote, I think, a few songs about Ule Heilam mm -hmm. uh, because they were imprisoned together. What? In Akasuit's Festening, yes. <gasps> I didn't mean to say that in such a romantic tone. I'm sure there was nothing sensual going on. But they were prison buds. I'm not quite sure if they were there at the exact same time. They may have been. I forgot to look that up. But either way, he wrote about him. Uh, he also wrote his own biography. So an autobiography? Yes. And when you do that, I mean, you're able to kind of include what you want. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but his autobiography is commonly what's used to write about him. So, I mean, you know, take everything I say with just like a bucket of salt. <laughs> so he grew up in Songdal. When he was like 13, 12, 13, he moved to Bergen to, I guess, start an apprenticeship with a cooper. So making barrels and such. Okay, good. I was about to ask. Yeah, I did not know what a cooper was <laughs> until today. In Norwegian, it's called, what was it? I looked it up earlier. But did they only make barrels? Yes. <laughs> That's an interesting profession. In Norwegian, it's called Bekkoch, uh, and I did not know what that was. <laughs> I thought it was a misspelling, or that it had something to do with books. <laughs> and then I looked it up, and <laughs> no. <laughs> Even the Wikipedia article says not to be confused with books, so. Really? I'm not the only fool in this country. <laughs> so he moves to Bergen when he's 12 or 13 to learn how to make barrels. But before he finishes his apprenticeship, he goes to sea. And that's kind of where his life of crime begins because he doesn't really have a source of income. He is 13 and he's moving from 
place to place real speedily. And he's got to eat. So he starts stealing. He starts selling things in order to afford room and board, food, and so on. But then, obviously, when you steal everywhere you go, people start maybe being on the lookout for you. Like, maybe they've heard Mm -hmm. that you might be coming. Or that someone just shows up in town and steals and then leaves again. So it was hard for him. He had several uh, fake identities that he used. Damn. Yeah, he was a thrifty child. (laughs) A child of crime. And of course, being a child, he would often get arrested or be taken in. And he'd spend some time locked up and then he'd be out and do the same thing over again. Or he would escape, which he was incredibly proficient at. So over the course of his criminal career, he escaped from prison or from... Juvie. Juvie or like from just being apprehended, locked up 57 times. (laughs) Wow. Which is a lot. That is a lot. That also means that he was arrested at least that many times. Yes. Damn. So he gets arrested at least 57 times, escapes 57 times. But then by the time he is 36 in 1827, he is convicted or he's apprehended and convicted in Bergen to a life of manual labor. Oh. Like that's how he's supposed to serve. So he's supposed to be in for life. But he escapes. No. What? He turns over a new leaf. Because you know how you escape 57 times and then you're like, ah, that's it. I've had my fill. I will now atone for my sin. <laughs> so he doesn't escape. I don't know if you're taking the piss or if I should believe you. I'm not. He, he doesn't escape. He is convicted. He's sent to Akosu's Festning in 1827. And he just is there. He just stays. He keeps a good enough relationship with the guards that they bring him material so that he can start writing, and that's where his writing career begins. While he's there, he has some collections of short stories and poems and songs published, and just kind of makes a bit of a name for himself. And he behaves well enough that his sentence is cut short, and he's released in, or I mean, he's pardoned and released in 1845. Shit, he's pardoned too? Yeah, he spends 18 years there. He's supposed to be there for life. Wow. Yeah. Does he get back to thieving once he's out? Well, here's the... Th- um, not thieving? Um, Not... Mm, well, okay, so let's talk a bit about his life post-Akosu's Festning, or Akosu's Fortress, as it is, I guess, known in English. Um, He's released in 1845. Three years later, he finally gets married at the age of 57 to a 29-year-old. That's just great. You know, creepy, but, you know, not a crime. (laughs) (laughs) So they get married in Stedja in Songdal. Good for them. He spends the last... Because obviously, this is way back in the day. People didn't live that long, you know? So he spends the last, say, decade or so of his life uh, just kind of roaming around Bergen. He opens a bookstore. He keeps writing. He writes more... Not poetry, but, like, what would you call them? They're referred to in Norwegian as, like, and, like, that kind of stuff. It's translated as tall tales. Tall tales. So, essentially just short stories mm. about thieving, I guess. About Ole Heilan, he wrote. Mm-hmm. So he just, for, he went from having, he went from being arrested at least 57 times, escaping at least 57 times, uh, and then being arrested a final time, spending 18 years in Akosu's Festning where he just didn't do anything wrong to the point where the guards helped him find a new way of life for him. 
And you got to imagine that, you know, prison guards even then weren't great. <laughs> You know, but clearly they took a liking to him. He did have a reputation of being very charming, which I'm sure is how he managed to thieve well <laughs> for all those years. That makes sense. But yeah, after he got out of Akosu's fisting, he got married and got a little bookstore in Bergen and just walked around Bergen as this like Bjorgenov. So essentially, he did a lot of bad stuff. Yes. And then he was allowed to live a dream. Yes. I also want a bookstore. Right? And to be able to just write. Just walk around Bergen and just have a bookstore. That sounds lovely. You could have a store goat. I can't believe I'm almost jealous. <laughs> well. Of this convicted criminal. You'd have to marry someone like 20 years your junior. If you want. And like get arrested a lot if you want. <laughs> a life just like his. For a bookstore? Sure. <laughs> I kind of don't have a lot more. To say about him, I just wanted a, a, a quick, not necessarily quick, but like a more fun story about a man that I for a long time didn't think was real because <laughs> I, there's this one song about him that I will try to find a nice version of put out on Instagram that everyone in like my, my parents, my dad's generation just knows. Mm -hmm. And that's why I kind of just thought this was a fictional man, but no, he's most real. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. I wish I also, obviously, a long time ago, there's not that much information. With Ula Heilan, I had a lot of sources because the sources were written by Esbotsen. <laughs> and while he did write his own autobiography, I didn't read it because I couldn't find it. <laughs> I still think this, was, this case was a good choice. Thank you. I think we all need a little bit of lighthearted crime and not more devastation. I have... I was about to say photo. I have a sketch of him to show you. Oh. Where he sits in his cell in Akosu's Festning, very much chained up. Jesus Christ. Like an anvil looking thing around his neck. <laughs> what is that? Is that so that he can't get through the bars? I suppose, yeah. Wow. He's styling though. He's got a vest on. How is he supposed to do any work with all of these shackles? I mean, I'm sure they unshackled him for work hours. I really couldn't tell you. <laughs> wow, 18 years like that, though. Yeah, this is also... Oh, this is... I forgot, completely forgot to mention this. Uh, after he got out, he obviously having led a life of crime for as long as he had, he had quite a unique perspective on things. Mm -hmm. And so when they were building a new prison in the like oslo Akosus area, uh, they brought him in for like guidance on how <laughs> how they should build it whether or not they should let the the prisoners like socialize like they they used him as essentially like an advisor for how they should build build and run their prison which is interesting to me he became somewhat of an authority on it that's interesting and also probably the way it should be done well see well i mean as as great as well as <laughs> he he was very much anti Inmate social inmates socializing. He didn't want them to do that because he was like, oh no, they'll just <laughs> they'll just gang up against the prison guards, and that's not good. Obviously, he didn't mind the prison guards because they were nice to him. Um, mm -hmm. He was a very strong member of the temperance movement. I don't remember what that is. Uh, like Avonsbevegelsen. I don't remember what that is. People who are against alcohol <laughs> for everyone. Yeah. Because he blamed alcohol for what had gone wrong in his life, even though he did manage to turn it around. 
Did he start drinking at age 13? Probably sooner. It was the 1700s. I'm sure he drank from day one. Probably. Sogndal in the 1790s. <laughs> I love how some people pronounce Songdal. You do it in a very funny way. Songdal? Yeah. What's, ro- what's wrong with it? <laughs> it's like how they would pronounce it here in Oslo. Like it's more like rounded. How do you say it? Songdal. Songdal. Hmm. I'm not saying it's bad. It's just, <laughs> it's like it's, it's prettier in a way. I'll take it. Thank you. <laughs> but I prefer the other way. <laughs> yeah, no, it is better. But what I was gonna say mm-hmm. is that even though he was maybe not the best advisor, if we're gonna have prison systems, inmates should be allowed to have a say. Absolutely. In what doesn't work. Yes. And what does work or what could work. Absolutely. And I mean, if you're gonna ask anyone about the design of your prison... I'm sure someone who is a bit of an escape artist would be a good person to ask. (laughs) Also true. At least for what not to do. (laughs) Maybe in the case of places where Ulahuilan escaped from, make the the walls a bit higher, huh? Make them a bit harder to jump. Anyway, that's kind of all I have about master thief and escape artist extraordinaire Yestbots and man of myth, but also real person. I thought it was really interesting. Thank you. I wish I had more um, like examples of his thefts. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he recounts them in his biography. But again, I did not read that. <laughs> I don't know if it would. I mean, it would be interesting to know, but what does it really matter? Right. If anything, it's an opportunity for us to be creative and imagine fun, fun <laughs> thieving. <laughs> I'm sure it was fun for everyone involved. I did find it funny how he was referred to as Norway's Robin <laughs> Yeah, I thought I thought you were going to say that he stole things and then, I don't know, distributed them. He did become like a bit of a figurehead in a movement against unfair taxation. Okay. So I, I think he didn't like the fat cats up top, so to speak. I'm just so happy that you didn't choose like a depressing case. I had half a mind to choose something racially motivated to have it be like on theme. Uh, I'm very glad I didn't because I'm already... No. No, I'm already... No. No. Absolutely. Just no. No. It's truly not the time. I've started researching my next case, and it's not fun. Oh, no. I wish all our cases could be fun, but we really don't have the podcast to to want that. Maybe we should just, I don't know, change our podcast. (laughs) Just talk about something that's, I don't know, not the worst of humanity. Talk about some of the good things. What would we talk about, though? No, see, I can't be asked that question because I have nothing. Exactly. I guess we'll just have to continue. (laughs) Uh, Do you have anything fun to round out with? I have a recommendation. Ooh, Kimmy. Um, It's a book series. It's called Ark of a Scythe. There it is. It's a trilogy. It's so good. (laughs) They're essentially young adult novels. So they're pretty easy to read, but they really make you think. It's been a long time since I've really enjoyed a book to this extent and have kept thinking about it even when I'm not reading. That's so nice though, when it sticks with you. It kind of reminds me of Harry Potter in that it's a very different world, but there are enough similarities that you can kind of imagine living in that world. Hmm. I don't really know how else to describe it. It's just, they're very good books. I have thoroughly enjoyed them and I have 
only a few chapters left of the last one and I am so upset I almost don't want to finish it it's a trilogy you said yeah oh I mean I can certainly relate to not finishing things because you don't want them to end because <laughs> that's what I do with every series I've ever liked but I, I need to know <laughs> do you have anything positive oh yeah I don't you can talk more about what's shit in the world too if you would rather <laughs> No, I need to think of something that's nice. Surely there's something. Um, I have thoroughly been enjoying painting. Ooh, you haven't shown me anything. I have not been satisfied with the results uh, as of yet. I have had a lot of um, <clears throat> a lot of evenings where because the thing is, I wanted to start. I wanted to try watercolor painting because I thought it would be a nice relaxing activity, and. God knows we need those. It's not. Uh, no, uh, not only is it not, I get so angry when it doesn't turn out the way I want it to um, that it kind of ruins everything. But I think it's getting better. <laughs> I think I have sufficiently lowered my expectations of my own talent. <laughs> and so now it's kind of getting to a bit of a relaxing point, which is nice. Now I can kind of just sit and just do it. But no, I doubt anyone will ever see what I've been doing. And that's probably <laughs> for the best. It's just for me. Well, as long as you're enjoying it. Well, I am now. That's all that really matters. I wasn't, but I am now. Well, you stuck with it, even though you didn't enjoy it. Exactly. For a while. Oh, good job, me. <laughs> well, I guess that's it for now then. Until next time, bye-bye.